In this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about 12 of the numerous reasons that I sometimes feel like I just want to give up on my dreams. I started podcasting back in 22. I often have to do recording on the loo. It doesn't stop their calls and questions coming through like, can I have that last donut? No, you can't. I ate it earlier. Podcasts are good for my mental health And podcasts can be good for your mental health Playing Jenga on the Eiffel Tower Podcasts can be minutes or up to an hour Listen in the loo or in a bed Podcasts can be good for your head Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast Dad Mind Matters Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds I decided to set up a podcast in September 2022 because I generally want to support parents, specifically dads, and I suppose specifically dads like myself, who often struggle with their mental health. If I'm completely honest, I've also set this podcast up, probably like a lot of people out there, I've got the dream of one day not having to work for anybody else. The dream as I see it is basically creating some sort of revenue that means I don't have to work, which means that I can take my kids to school, pick them up from school, means I can go to that lunchtime jujitsu class when I'm not feeling too lazy, means I can walk the dog, means that I have the time and the freedom to make up some very silly parody ukulele songs that will almost certainly be appreciated by my five-year-old son, not my nine-year-old son or my 11-year-old daughter, who are definitely very much at the eye-rolling stage whenever dad does something cringy which seems to be every other thing I ever do. I suppose what I'm really hoping this podcast will be, as well as a way of helping me to get to the point of being financially free and time free, because actually as a dad, I know full well that there's going to be a time in the not too distant future where my kids really aren't that interested in hanging out with me. And I suppose I'm a little bit scared of that, which is quite sad. (laughs) With that in mind, I want to make sure that I have all the time I can possibly when they are interested in hanging out with me. The podcasts that I really like listening to are the ones that I actually feel like I'm listening to someone who might only be a couple of steps ahead of me. So if you've got a dream or you've got a plan or like me, you want to find a way to sack the nine to five or you've got creative ideas that you want to develop, this might be a good podcast for you to listen to because at best I may just be one or two steps ahead of you. To give that some context... At the moment, I've got a podcast that gets about 1,500 to 2,000 downloads a month, but doesn't provide any income. I've written two books that are available in Kindle and paperback on Amazon that sometimes bring me some money. The best month being recently, December, where I think I made about $500, but it's certainly not enough money to pay the mortgage or buy a yacht. I've also got a couple of jobs, one where I do some podcast editing and another one where I clean Airbnbs. The good things about these jobs is it gives me the time to do all the childcare stuff, drop the kids off, pick them up, walk the dog, edit some podcasts, create some podcasts, check out Amazon and get frustrated why no one's bought my book. And it lends me the fairly blessed scenario of being able to chase a dream, which a lot of people won't get to chase. I'm also incredibly lucky to have a very long-suffering, full-time working wife, who is the first person to buy both of my books, works hard to keep her eye rolling to a minimum, and doesn't mind when I post anything to do with my podcast on her Facebook page. She's awesome, I'm very lucky. So anyway, sorry about that ridiculous preamble, on to the actual podcast bit. So reason number one why I sometimes feel like giving up on my dream of being a full-time podcaster and author, it's just too hard. Saying that out loud sounds really feeble, but sometimes it is just too hard. 
Sometimes you just think, this is difficult. This is too difficult. I can't do it. You can listen to all the motivational podcasts and YouTube channels that there are, but ultimately you've got to do the work. You've got to do some work. You've got to research good ideas for podcasts. You've got to continue to record, edit, produce, upload podcasts. And more importantly, you've got to continue to have the faith that even if you do all that, it still might not happen. There have been loads of times since I started in September 2022 where I've worked my arse off on a podcast that thinks this is going to be the one. This is the one that's going to just go bonkers. And within seconds, I'm going to have all sorts of brand deals and things. And it gets four views, two of which are me. What I would say to anyone out there listening who think, yeah, I agree, it's just too hard to chase my dreams. It's much better to slow down than to stop completely. There have been times when I've got so exasperated with the podcast or the YouTube channel, I have wanted to chuck the towel in. But instead of saying, right, I'm going to upload three times a week, just say, do you know what? I'm going to try and upload once a week. And instead of committing to a 40-minute podcast, I'm going to do a 10-minute podcast. And instead of spending hours on research, I'm actually just going to basically, I don't know, I'm going to talk about another podcast I listen to. I'm not going to work my ass off on the editing and production. I'm just going to do something and put it out there. From the year 2000 to 2019, I run a marathon every year. I say run a marathon, I kind of plodded round. There were times actually when there were people walking, watching in the crowd who were walking quicker than my running. But the rule I always had for myself when I was doing those marathons, it was okay to slow right down to like an embarrassing snail pace, but it wasn't okay to stop. It was okay to walk. It wasn't okay to stop. It was okay to rest. It wasn't okay to stop. Because actually, if you never stop, you will ultimately get to your goal. It may take you 10 times longer than you think, but you will get there. I've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu since 2016. I am fairly average. There are times when I'm sure my instructor thinks, how is he still not getting this? And because of my busy lifestyle, I can only really train consistently once a week, which is not really enough if you want to develop and get really good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I get so much from it, mentally, physically, emotionally. I've made so many good friends, and I actually really enjoy it, that it doesn't matter if I ever get my black belt. If I ever get my black belt, I imagine it'll probably take me double, if not triple the time than, than the average. But I don't care. Right, reason number two that sometimes I feel like giving up on my dreams. This hasn't really happened to me, although when I did the research for this podcast, this seemed to be one that came up often. And that's running out of money. There's always a way of doing it. And whatever you're doing, whether it's taking up jogging or ice climbing or podcasting, you can do, maybe not ice climbing, you can do these things on a shoestring budget. Or you can create a podcast using your phone. Okay, it may not be the best sounding podcast in the world, but it'll still be a podcast. Running out of money seems to be a bit of a feeble excuse. For me, for me, running out of money would only be the case if I had utterly unrealistic ideas about what I was doing. So if on day one of trying to be a podcaster, I felt I needed all the top spec equipment to do that, well, I wouldn't be able to afford to do that. And if I was being a bit of a snob and said, well, I can't just use my phone and just upload it to YouTube, then yeah, I probably would have failed. But actually, what are the costs for me setting up a podcast? Well, my phone, which I pay a monthly amount for like most people on the planet to have a phone and I think I pay about a tenner a month for Captivate which if you want seven free days click the link in the description so my solution to counteract the running out of money excuse is don't be a snob about what you start with just start with what you have if you want to start jogging start with the crappy trainers used for gardening 
And reason number three, I sometimes feel like giving up on my dreams is my relationship with failure. I don't know if this is just a cultural thing, but certainly growing up, the idea of failing anything, failing exams or failing at work really was quite bad. And I think the problem is, is actually we just need to be a bit kinder to ourselves. If you make sure not to do it that way again, then you haven't failed. You just learned something new on your on your path to getting what you want to get. I certainly grew up being fairly terrified of failing at exams letting people down, letting myself down, being the thick kid in class who basically didn't pass any of the exams. But actually, it's your perception of it. <laughs> On the day we got our A-levels, and I was lucky enough to be told by Brighton University that all I needed was one E in order to get in, which to any Gen Xers out there might sound like quite an easy thing to do. But if you'd ever looked at my schooling and academic prowess, you might think, mm, actually, that's probably quite a challenge for James. And I remember on the day we got our A-levels, one of the girls in my year came and said, James, how'd you get on? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got an E. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, bad luck. It'll be okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm really happy. That's what I wanted. And when it comes to relationship with failure, it's just perception. In her mind, me getting one E was the worst thing in the world, whereas I was absolutely stoked. It's all I needed. So if the reason you give up on your dreams is that you're scared you're never going to get there and i think maybe you need to rethink what you consider failure like surely just trying to do something different trying to do something creative trying to challenge yourself trying to develop and grow surely that's pretty awesome anyway because it's not what everyone does most people just don't give it a try because it's too scary i found that becoming a parent has really helped my relationship with what i used to consider as failure because actually one of the most wonderful things about children is they will just give things a go they're a lot less bothered about what people think if they fail. They'll just try something. And one of the sad things about becoming an adult is that we get very self-conscious when we get older. We don't want to try things in case we look stupid and we fail. But the problem is the only way you're ever going to learn anything is by making a ton of mistakes and then hopefully not making those same mistakes again. So that'll be my advice on this point. If one of the reasons you're thinking about giving up your dreams is because you're scared of failure and you're a parent, think about how your children view failure. They fall down. They get up, they get on with it. So reason number four that sometimes people and myself feel like giving up on their dreams is that no one believes in them or their dreams. This is really difficult because obviously no man is an island. And by that, I mean that it'd be wonderful if you if we were all completely 100% self-propelled, but we're not. We all grow, go through life wanting some sort of approval from our peers or our parents irrespective of how old you are. You know, some people are doing all sorts of things for other people to win approval. And actually, it's really difficult when you have a dream or a goal or an aspiration or whatever it is. People aren't going to understand it. People aren't going to understand it. And quite often, people who are closest to you, who you feel that should understand it, will not understand it. And it's very difficult to kind of shelve the disappointment when you're really excited about something and people just don't get it. They're like, I, I don't get why you're so excited about that. It's, I don't even know what a podcast is or, okay, great. You've written a book and it's on Amazon and <laughs> two people have bought it. Brilliant. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. My advice when it comes to this is that you have to really protect your dreams and your goals and your aspirations to, to the extent that I wouldn't tell anyone. I even wouldn't tell people closest to you because I think if you do tell people closest to you what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve, A, that puts an added pressure on you having to achieve that. And also, it puts on a pressure on them to an extent that they have to now be excited about it 
And if they aren't excited, if they're not genuinely excited about it, you'll see that and that will make you feel even worse. So my advice for not believing in your own goals or your dreams is just keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself and get used to celebrating in private when you do something that was challenging on your path to getting where it was you want to go. Sorry, I'm being sniffed by our golden retriever who's confused why I've put up a spongy mat to try and improve the acoustics. Well, hopefully it's helped. Please don't knock that over. And reason number five that sometimes I feel like giving up and other people feel like giving up on their dreams is sometimes I don't believe in myself. This imposter syndrome, I think, to be honest with you, I would question whether I actually wanted to spend any time with someone who doesn't sometimes feel imposter syndrome. If you are someone that thinks, yeah, and I'm awesome, I'm going to smash this. I think that's, that's dangerously deluded. I think you're better off feeling slightly humbled and maybe having a fear of, who am I to do a podcast? Who am I to write a book? Who's going to be interested in what I have to say? Who's going to read what I've written? I think that's better. I think that's better to have a, a, a slight sense of imposter syndrome than delusion. And I'm pretty sure that anyone who's ever achieved anything will have had self-doubt. But the way I deal with this is I say, well, look, worst case scenario, you don't achieve what you want to and either you'll learn from it or it becomes a very funny dinner party story Or more importantly, you've showed your children that it's important to have dreams and to follow your passions and not just reside yourself to having to do a nine to five. It's important to show your kids, actually, no, I'm going to take control of my own happiness. I'm going to take control. We only get one life and I don't want to look back on it on my deathbed and think, God, you didn't even try. It's okay to try and not get the result you want. I don't think it's okay not to try. And reason number six is sometimes I feel like giving up is when you hit a plateau. Sometimes you have a really good month. Like I think my third or fourth month of podcasting, I think I've got my best ever downloads. I think I've got like nearly just under 3,000 downloads, which, okay, there'll be people out there sort of laughing at how, how small beer those numbers are. But for me, that was a big deal. The problem with that is that then that is what I expected it to be every month. And that's not what happens. In the same way that I think I had a really, really good December for my book sales and I just thought, right, well, that's it. Every month I'm going to get a minimum of $500 of my book sales. No, you're not. January, I think I've sold three books. I think I've made $6 so I can buy myself half a pint. That's just the thing. Don't look at the vanity metrics. It's really difficult because to an extent, I think certainly in the Western culture, that's how we are programmed to look at success. Did you get more than last time? No. Well, then you're not getting better. You're going backwards. I don't think that's the case. What I think is much better is think, well, are my podcasts better? Are people watching for more? Am I getting more reviews on my books? Are people saying nice things? Are people actually generally engaging with what I'm trying to do here? Suddenly wake up and, and have the metrics and have the, the downloads and have the success and have, have the money, but it doesn't work like that. And reason number seven that people, myself included, sometimes feel like they want to give up is they're comparing their success to others. That is the worst thing you can do, which is probably why social media and the internet as a whole is a bit of a mixed blessing. It's very difficult. I'd go as far to say it's impossible not to compare yourself to others in this day and age. If you have a mobile phone, you will be reminded of how good people are doing. I've had a YouTube channel since 2018. I'm still nowhere near being monetized. And what doesn't help is when one of my kids goes, so-and-so in my class just be monetized. Like, well, A, he's too young to be on YouTube. And B, how is that possible? 
You can't compare. It's a silly thing to do and it's not going to bring you happiness. Focus on your own race. Don't get distracted by the next big thing or the shiny object. You just have to focus on your own craft and congratulate yourself when you can see you're getting better at it. In the case of content, that you're creating better content. In the case of books, that you're writing better books. So in my case with a podcast that I'm doing better podcasts, but also and probably much more importantly, that actually the people I'm trying to support and encourage, it's actually reaching them. I'm getting the old comment going, mate, uh, that really made me laugh or that gave me a really helpful perspective. That's actually the stuff that matters. That's the stuff you should focus on. And even if every time you get a nice comment, you, you save it to your phone or you put it in a Word document and every now and again when you're feeling like, this is a nightmare, I'm not getting anywhere, just have a look back, just read some of the reviews, of, just read some of the things that people might have said about something you've done. And reason number eight that people sometimes feel like giving up is misplaced motivation. We've all done it. I've spent way more money than I would like to remember on courses that I thought the shiny new object was going to get me the lifestyle I wanted or the money. Surprise, surprise, only three or four months in to realize, no, there really are no shortcuts to success. No, buying shares in that cryptocurrency that you know absolutely nothing about Surprise, surprise, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Make sure before you start to achieve something, it's actually something you really want. So yes, for me, I absolutely want to create a podcast that develops into a lifestyle and a career that means I have the time freedom to do what I want. I also genuinely want to help people. I've struggled with my mental health on and off since my teens with OCD and intrusive thoughts and depression. And yes, obviously, I want all the things I've said for myself. But I'd also really like to help other people if I can along the way. The clearer you can see and understand why you are doing what you are doing, the better. It will help drag you through those plateaus, those times of self-doubt. It will keep you going. And reason number nine that people sometimes feel like giving up, they have an unrealistic timeline. My advice to anyone who's trying to achieve anything, especially something like a YouTube channel or a podcast, but also things like trying to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, there are so many variables you can't control. If on day one you literally just got your black belt or on your first attempt of doing a video on YouTube, it went viral and you suddenly got everything you want or your first podcast was hugely welcomed and you got brand deals and thousands of downloads, you wouldn't have learned anything. The hours spent, the years of still turning up and doing it consistently, even if you think this is a waste of time. That's weeding out the people who don't really, really want it. Don't put a time frame on things. Just keep turning up. Don't focus on the end. So in my case, just focus on the next piece of content I upload. And if it does well, celebrate it. If it doesn't do well, try and work out why it didn't do well and improve on it. And this segues nicely onto number 10 of reason why people sometimes quit. It's because they don't love the journey. They just love the destination. I think the reason I'm still creating content <laughs> that some people do or don't engage with or don't listen to or watch is I actually quite enjoy it. I also think it's one of the reasons that lots of big YouTubers or lots of big content creators have given up because the thing they've created has become so big and so business-like that actually they're not getting to do any of the fun stuff that made them start them do it in the first place. They're not doing anything creative. They're managing people. They're worrying about money. There's something really rewarding about seeing a project through from inception all the way through to the end. So for example, I clean Airbnbs and there's something about cleaning a flat or cleaning a house that's really rewarding. You go in there, you work for two or three hours and when you walk out and it looks wonderful, 
That makes you feel good. You did it on your own. You worked hard. You made something look nice. You made something look better than it was. The added bonus that sometimes people leave half a crate of beers or some posh shampoo is a nice little... But content creation is the same. Filming or recording, editing, producing a podcast or a video from the beginning to the end, from getting an idea all the way through to the end when you actually upload it and you see how it's engaged is fulfilling. And when something you've created does really well, it's really fulfilling. When something I've created reaches someone or I got a comment from a dad going, that really made me laugh or I was having a crappy day and something you said really gave me a really positive perspective, that's brilliant. Then that's the best feeling. And reason number 11 why people sometimes feel like giving up on their goals, myself included, is they lack patience. I sometimes get really frustrated just at the length of time that this is going to take to happen, if it happens at all. Certainly with YouTube, when I started, I thought, oh, a couple of years and I'll, I'll, I'll be monetized. I still honestly don't think it'll ever happen. But what's happened is I've learned a lot of skills that I wouldn't have unless I started the journey of trying to have a YouTube channel and a podcast. Starting a YouTube channel has developed into a podcast, which led to me writing two books, which led me to learning how to edit, which is starting to bring me an income, which might actually one day mean that I have complete financial freedom and get to spend my time to do the things I really want to do. And there's now a much better chance that I might get to the goal that I had back in two. It's just not happened the way I thought it would. And reason number 12 that people sometimes feel like giving up on their dreams It's because of toxic environments at home or at work. This is a little bit, I think, like, number four, no one believes in their dreams. And the advice I would give to this is just don't tell people. If you work in an office with a lot of grumpy assholes, I wouldn't tell them about your creative ideas. I just wouldn't. Even if they probe you for things that actually they know you're doing. Because when you start to do something that you really want to do, it will highlight to other people who don't have the courage to even try that they're not doing it. And that will only make them feel bad. And they will only want you to fail. Don't tell people about your ideas. What you want to do is get to a point where whatever you're doing is so much part of your life that you don't actually care what people think. Or it's becoming so successful that it's very difficult for anyone who has anything to do with you or spends any time with you not to acknowledge that, oh my goodness, You've written a book and it's doing amazingly. Oh my goodness, your podcast is smashing it. I really hope you got something for this podcast. And if you have something you want to do or you're trying to do something, I'd love to know. Please let me know in the comments. And if you're starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel or writing a book and want some one-to-one support, you can book a complimentary 50-minute session with me. The link's in the description. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. My book, First Time Dad, A 42-Week Guide to Pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.